that's something else that makes me proud about Chesterfield, you know, not only being the first black, but uh, to get an opportunity to work for the first paid farmer in Chesterfield, Chief Eaton's, yeah. you know, by himself. Matter of fact, uh, I think what he started, he, he outranked everybody, like always, but... Logbook Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Dawson. In this episode, I got to sit down and talk with Lieutenant Roland Stokes, who retired from Chesterfield Fire and EMS in 1999 after serving 26 years with the Chesterfield Fire and EMS Department. Roland served at several stations across the county from Bonaire to Ettrick and was part of the first career truck company in Chesterfield Fire and EMS's history. Roland also had a number of other firsts in his department as well. He was the first African-American firefighter to be hired by the department in 1973. Today, Roland has started a new project called the Legacy Logbook, where he's trying to document the careers of Chesterfield Fire and EMS employees who've retired. We did talk a little bit in this episode about how he's trying to get a website started in order to share that information, but as yet, we've not been able to pull that together. So stay tuned for that in the future. For now, enjoy episode 68 of the Firehouse Logbook podcast with Roland Stokes. Um get started in other words or you introduce me yeah or, well, or, okay, well or just well well let's start from here you know you um you mentioned in your bio that i read um you were in the air force before you got to this did you did you grow up around chesterfield are you from this region or where, where did you grow up i was born in blackstone virginia which is about 30 miles uh west of petersburg and raised in Petersburg and uh, <clears throat> finished school there. Matter of fact, I attended the uh, first black high school in uh, in the United States. Was it in Petersburg? Petersburg called Peabody High School, yeah. So you, when you say it was the first bl- black high school, was it only African-Americans that went there? Or? Only, this is in, uh, well, I graduated in 68, so you're looking at, Mid-60s when I started, yeah. In- integration was alive and well during that time. So were there, it, did you have mixed races then, or was the school strictly African-American? Strictly African-American, and uh, the whites had their own school, uh, Petersburg High School. How were those How football there? games back and forth back then? Well, Or did you uh, have football teams? With yeah, we schools? did have football teams, but uh, uh, the whites played the white, the blacks played the, uh, the black team. Most of our teams we played were from uh, Petersburg, Maggie Walker, Armstrong. Let me turn that. Let me turn that off. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to have the. Uh, we don't need to have the dispatcher talking over us. Okay. So yeah, so uh, your school wound up playing like Armstrong. Armstrong, Maggie Walker schools in uh, Hampton. Uh, Newport News, like that, they're just bike schools because I was saying integration and because uh, the um, segregation as far as the school, well, segregating, um, integration didn't start until about 1970. And uh, uh, students went to, left Petersburg, uh, Peabody went to Petersburg voluntarily to integrate the schools. And uh, well, I graduated in '68, and uh, after that, <clears throat> uh, the schools were uh, integrated, and uh, uh, then they built one school, which was which became uh, Petersburg High School. Then, so blacks and whites. So went everybody there. wound up going. Except yeah, did they close the other two campuses? Well, they made Petersburg Peabody. Uh, uh, elementary middle school okay, okay they made uh, the old Petersburg high school which is uh, governor's school uh, okay so you got two governor's school one in Petersburg and they, and they made Maggie Walker which was all black school another governor's school Maggie Walker's in, in downtown in, Richmond downtown yeah. Richmond okay. yeah yeah like that so uh, graduating from there in uh, 68 Ten days after graduation, I was in Lackland Air Force Base. 
in in basic training, and uh, uh, finished there all the basic training. Went to um, <clears throat> Champaign, Illinois, and my uh, job, best way to put it, was an aircrew egress system specialist. I worked on ejection seats and fighters and bombers. So let me ask you this: We've just missed that. We, we're, we're missing an F thirty-five. I don't know if you've been watching the news. Do you think that pilot just accidentally pulled that trigger and, I, <laughs> and launched himself out of the aircraft, or what? No, uh, I, I, I'm leery as to why he ejected, especially when the plane went so Kept far. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah everybody yeah. I know that that got out of an airplane, it was like the last ditch effort. Yeah, this thing's yeah. going to the ground, and I'm yeah. not going with it. Kind of thing. We had a joke that uh, pilots come out, get in the plane, something like that. They joke, and, hey, is that seat going to work? And I'll say, hey, if it don't work, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I kind of uh, got some question about that, that ejection there, you know, because, uh, like you say, the plane should have been on the way down then when he ejected. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, but uh, I enjoyed it. Four years of it uh, in the Air Force, and uh, uh, got out, and that was the uh, first time I'd been a civilian. So yeah, that was so that was kind of the seventy early seventies, late sixties, early seventies. Sixty eight, got out in seventy two, uh, <clears throat> indirectly went to uh, uh, got credit for Vietnam. That was, was, going to be a, was kind of that era. Did yeah. you, did you yeah. get over there for any yeah. tours? Well, I was in um, Karat, Thailand. It's, uh, um, and those in Thailand got credit for Vietnam because the aircraft that uh, we worked on flew missions. So you were in that in theater, theater of operation. In, yeah. in that theater, yeah. And uh, uh, <clears throat> also went to... Um, um, Kun Sant career, you know, before going to, to Thailand, because I was in the um, 335th Combat Support Group, 4th TAC Fighter Wing, which is called the, uh, um, we were the presidential uh, attack that if you needed Air Force to go any play, we responded within 72 hours. They would pack up, and that was over. 75 planes. So it was kind of like a quick deployment. Quick yeah. deployment, yeah. 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 And uh, What kind of planes were you working on back then? Were they F-4s or were they? Oh, well, F-4s, uh, B-52s, T-33 training aircraft, and uh, F-105s. And uh, to work on that, yeah, ejection seats and, well, for, and all, all, for all of them. Were yeah. they the same seats and the, they were all different designs? All different. Or, all yeah. different and... Well, like the B-52, you had uh, six on board, four ejected out the top, two ejected out the bottom. You know, uh, F-105s, two out the top, and uh, F-4s, same thing, two, and uh, T-33 training. And mostly, well, that was two in that one, too. Mm -hmm. uh, and B-66 is the same thing. Well, that had three. And two out the top, one out the bottom on a B-66. Oh. Yeah. And those B-52s are still flying today. Even if if you saw one flying, that that plane was so huge, it makes you wonder how to even get off the ground. You right. know, the, the wings are so long that they look like the bird trying to flap his wings to, <laughs> to get off the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You came out of the Air Force, came back to, to Virginia. Yeah, did. Yeah. <clears throat> Came back, well, Virginia, Petersburg, and uh, I went to work uh, for Chesterfield County as an engineering draftsman. I, when I was in high school, I uh, went to technical school and got my certificate in uh, drafting, uh, engineering, what, what I liked. And for Chesterfield, I was uh, drawing maps of streets and uh, things like that, going out and surveying uh, for streets. And uh, matter of fact, the chief uh, <clears throat> came into my office one day and he said, hey, Roland, you know if anybody wants to get in the fire department, tell them to uh, get in touch with me. I said, yeah, okay, and that's about what I thought about it. And 
I left there and went to work at Brandon Williamson Tobacco Company in Petersburg, where it used to be there. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you ever heard of I've it. Heard, oh, yeah, I've heard, heard of, of it. I've heard about yeah. this. And even some of the buildings down here still have some of the historic Brown and Williamson connections to it, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or at least yeah. did. Yeah, well, some of them are still there. And I uh, uh, worked there for about eight months, and I got wind of that uh, Brown and Williamson was going to move to uh, Georgia. And I was asked if I wanted to go. I said no. But then that light went off in my head that uh, <clears throat> what uh, the chief had asked me. And I said, well, let me go ahead and try that. And I took it with the attitude of, okay, I'll take the test with the fire department, pass, fine. If I don't, I'll do something else. And uh, I passed. And, and that, that was in 73. In August of 73, uh, I was hired August 1st, 73, and <clears throat> um, the drill school didn't start until September. So they sent me to Company 4, you know, so, and I was the first black hired in the fire department and went to Company 4 and for about a month, but at Company 4, no experience, nothing about the fire department. And my first uh, call I ever had, I was right in front seat. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, new guy, you're in charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I was on 49. I don't know whether you remember 49 as utility. Oh, the utility. utility. 45 was the snorkel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this was a utility. 49. This was way before that it showed up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this was the station was on uh, uh, Buford Road, yep. Huguenot, Buford and Huguenot, that uh, that old station. And uh, Dickie Murray was driving, and we went out of the building right across the street to the uh, service station, gas bill. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we were in front seat. But uh, um, <clears throat> in September, uh, drill school started was drill school number three, and uh, there were only, at the time that school started, at the time, there was only about 11 paid firemen in Chesterfield County at uh, Company 4 and I believe Company 1. Uh, out of the 12 uh, fire stations, those were the only two that had paid people in them, those two. This was 73? 73. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And... Uh, after then, matter of fact, uh, uh, all of our instructors, well, just to name it, some of them, Chief Ng, Chief Barfield, um, who else? Uh, Palumbo, um, Tunstall, those were, uh, that's how far it goes back. They were the only. They were some of the originals. Bobby Ng's original. obviously the first original. Yeah, original. Well, he was uh, hired in 1966. As a farm marshal, yeah, yeah. He, told, he told his story on here a year or two ago. We, yeah, 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 yeah. Which uh, that's something else that makes me proud about Chesterfield. You know, not only being the first black, but uh, to get an opportunity to work for the first paid farmer in Chesterfield, Chief Eaton's. Yeah, you know, by himself. Matter of fact, uh, I think what he started, he he outranked everybody like always, but. Uh, then everybody else was um, either what um, Chief Dalzell Barfield was under him, yep. and then everybody else was sergeants under that, except for that Dennis Turlington was captain, fire prevention. And he yeah. wound up being the fire marshal after Eanes. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was that was him there. Yeah. And. Uh, <clears throat> um, well, uh, went through Richter School number three. So what did you do for that m month of August from official hire date to recruit school? doesn't start for another month or so. Right. I, were, you, were you still, were, I mean, you were riding a, a utility at the very least. Right. Um, I don't know whether you remember Unit 44. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the biggest, what, 15, uh, 1500 GPM pumper. Okay. And it was just as long as the old 27. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The old ladder truck. Yeah. And uh, uh, they uh, went through training, thrift down, of course, at the 
show me how to put the turnout gear, what went where, and uh, how to use uh, breathing apparatus. And uh, Dickie Murray uh, was training me on that. He uh, had me to put on a MSA mask. This was before Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, hey, that's okay. And uh, how to turn tanks on, breathe, and put the mask on, pressure test, and the whole works. And uh, then he showed me how to put the Chemox uh, on. You know that it's it, a, it, I, I yeah. never got the pleasure to use one, but you I did. have seen <laughs> pictures. Yeah, well, I used it one time, and he was telling me how to go on, but he didn't tell me that you had to prime that thing first. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I put the mask on and, and trying to breathe like I was doing with the MSA, and it didn't ever happen. And it got to the point that, hey, he pulled it off. And he, of course, being a farmer, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your first lesson, rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's what, uh, of course, I uh, wrote uh, um, in jump seat on uh, 44 but, uh, and worked the shift. Uh, but we didn't have as many fires then as they do now. Mostly then was uh, a lot of brush fires. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Bon Air back then was not a lot of development. Nowadays, it's well, uh, yeah, built up. and uh, leaf burning on Buford Road uh, in the afternoon and during leaf season, you couldn't hardly see because <laughs> you know, people are burning My, leaves in the ditches. Yeah, and uh, that's when uh, I think somebody in prevention got smart and said, "Hey, no leaf burning." You know. Uh, it's restricted down to what what it is yeah. now. And I'm yeah. not sure where they because it would, when when I was <clears> in the office, it was a very narrow geographic area where you could burn yeah. on this side of the road, but you couldn't burn on that side. On the of other road side, kind of thing. right? More built up areas they prohibited it. So, so where did uh, so what was recruit school like after being in the station for a month? Um, <clears throat> enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Um, Went through everything you know that you needed to know to ride on the fire apparatus, and uh, uh, had a good time. And it, but it was only about a month long, not as long as it is mm. it is now. And graduation, and uh, what that was in September, October, I believe, on the first, fourth, or somewhere around there. And everybody went to the fire station except for. Um, just a few of us, myself, Perry Hornbarger, and a couple of other people. And uh, we started working on uh, ground lighters, using pike bows and stuff like that. And here it comes into the training center, 27, brand new. And so that was a, the, the career staff got on that when it was... Right, brand new. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought the okay. volunteers might have covered that. At, at, new. Okay. We became the very first uh, truck company. So you, was that a real formal truck school, or was it just, a, hey, you, this crew, you guys are going to be on a ladder truck, so figure out how to work this equipment? Nope. Well, um, uh, Billy Woodruff and Doug Alexander, uh, I don't know where they got their training from, but they were the ones to – well, you know, Bill Woodruff's from uh, we came into the fire department from Richmond, mm-hmm. you know, okay. And I don't know whether he was in the truck company there or not, but anyway, he and Doug Alexander, Palumbo, Tunstall, um, uh, were our instructors, and that was a month long. And uh, like I said, the very first truck company was paid, and uh, now they did have a truck, I believe at 12, but that was volunteer, but we were the first paid truck company. Mm -hmm. And uh, that again, real exciting, uh, ground lighters, forcible entries, um, um, some rescue, ladder rescues, putting up ladders. And after that, we went straight to um, company two, Mm -hmm. uh, Manchester. Was that, at the time, was two strictly volunteer with the exception of the truck? So the truck was the paid unit in that house and volunteer. And the handle, okay. right. Yeah, but we did know how to use uh, the, the engine truck, um, unit 23. Yeah. 22, 22, 23, and 29. 29 was the utility. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that's the way it worked. And 27 ran all... Um, 
structure fires. And when I mean all, everything in the county. When you heard two beeps on the radio, get the rest of you going. There you going. Was that because 12 truck was still volunteer at the time and they yeah. weren't sure if it was? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. The only problem about that is you, you get up in the middle of the night and, uh, of course, you know, there was uh, open cab. <laughs> open cab and they uh and the uh tillman and that was fun yeah, everything so i remember yeah. it because two was my first station on the engine i was on the engine okay and the truck would go out to like deep 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 hall street oh, so we, which is you know 40 yeah. minute 40 minute yeah, run um, and you're um, still in the county and they would still do that and cold nights they would rotate crews around to, oh yeah to get out of the jump seat in the teller box it was yeah. sort of open cold because many times I've driven, well, get a call uh, for 27, we go down to uh, Woods Edge Road. That's, that's down in, this way. <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. On 95. And as soon as you get there, they disregard you. <laughs> yeah. You've done that about a half hour. <laughs> right. That's when you pull up the uh, engine cover and try to get some meat from the engine, mm-hmm. you know, that thing. But... Uh, uh, so you can see I'm having fun in the fire department. You can't have a better job than than in the fire department. Yeah, love it to death. But uh, uh, I was in a fire station for about, uh, well, starting out in company uh, four, two, one, and um, <clears throat> 12. Okay, when I went to 12, I was at the time, uh, was a sergeant. That's was that your the, first uh, officer's assignment? Yeah. You got, you got, first I got promoted. In, I was at Company 1, got promoted, went to uh, Company 12. 12. Yeah. So you've literally worked from one end of the county to the other. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know Chesterfield, Bonnier is in the far north end, and Company 12, 12 is at the, the far south, south end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. And uh, then, uh, you know, something hit me again when I t- took the test, the same thing. It said, there's a better way to do this, you know, so – on my own, <clears throat> I um, went to the uh, Department of Fire Programs and got signed up uh, for all the uh, instructor's class, Instructor 3 certification, got that. I got uh, uh, fire and safety uh, for fire prevention, and I was doing all of this on my own. And uh, uh, when a position came available, matter of fact, I was working for prevention um, part-time and doing uh, fire inspections and I was doing what what I call uh, um, special because uh, my job was then to, and, and this is when Creasy was captain in, in, in fire, fire prevention then before it was fire and life safety and uh, inspecting uh, impact valves on um, gas pumps okay you know in other words in the way in gas stations in yeah. gas stations all the gas stations mainly on Midlothian Turnpike and uh, you'd be surprised uh, what you find when you pull the cover off those things and a lot of things I found was that the impact valve didn't work or it still had the shipping wire still on <laughs> safety it. wire to keep safety it was there a, an, an event or an incident that that caused then to go, hey, we need to go do these inspections, or was it something, hey, this is a concern, let's make sure it doesn't become an event? I think mainly that was okay. it. You know, it wasn't a, a slew of people running into gas pumps, but this is something that, uh, you know, here we got a, a person who wants to get into fire prevention, let's give them something to do. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Did, was, that, was that a, I say, part-time off-duty gig or did they transfer you into prevention at the time to do just that i didn't uh it was off duty you Some know extra, extra work I, yeah, I was at, yeah i was up at company two i would wake up in the morning and at the time wearing a blue shirt i put a white shirt on and went down to the fire marshal's office yeah. that's probably yeah. the time we met i think because that was probably eight early 80s mm-hmm. yeah because i came into yeah. number two in 80 1983 Okay. The fall of '83 is when yeah. I came out of school, and I think you were on a, one of the off, one of the other shifts Shift. as an engine it's sergeant. Right. I mean, I was on a shift, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? I forget what, what, what. But I remember you being in the station on the either either coming or going as as we came on duty. Right. So. 
And uh, well, that was my way when I said uh, an easier way or uh, to do this. Went in the fire. Uh, do you remember David McGee? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Dave, Dave okay. McGee's been on this uh, this yeah. podcast with the retirees last <laughs> oh, earlier okay. this year. That was a hoot yeah. and a half, but Dave, yeah. <laughs> and he was prevention sick, so when he left, you know, I uh, came into fire prevention. Okay. You know, and uh, became prevention six. When you made that transit, were you just still doing those those gas pumps, or now the whole gambit nope. opened up for all the inspections? For all and, that opened up. And you were doing, y'all were doing an investigation, origin and cause at that point as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, in inspections, origin and cause, and working jointly with the uh, Chesterfield Police. Um, um, Duncan was that the Duncan, Duncan Beasley days? Duncan, yeah, Duncan's one I want to get on here as well. Oh, okay. Well, I know he's got some <laughs> oh, stories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, and did uh, I was up in the southern end of the county doing inspections uh, assignment, you know, um, and then uh, we started getting more people in fire prevention. Then I, then I started doing what you called uh, um, what they call specials, and I'll think of the word that I want to use in a minute. Uh, special projects mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> put together inspections for uh, smoke detectors and multifamily dwellings and just doing that and making sure that was an annual uh, inspections at each dwelling or each complex had to do had to do for that and uh, also um, and then I don't know whether you remember there was a a problem with uh, uh, Omega sprinkler heads okay Uh, was you that's still active when you was in prevention? I think by the time I came in, you guys had already done all the inspections, inspections. across the board, found whatever was out there, solved Solid. that problem, and I think we knew of the issue and knew to be aware of right. it if, if we saw any. Right. But I don't I don't ever remember coming across any at all. Okay. Because because of the work you guys did early on and figuring okay. solving that problem and getting mm-hmm. that recall taken care of and getting those faulty heads out of the systems. Right. So Let's see, what else was I doing in prevention? Oh, and um, culture diversity uh, in the department. I contributed to that. Uh, matter of fact, when I first started working for the fire department, let's see, my mother's a beautician and my father's a barber, and each had their own shops in Petersburg. So I became the guru for Chief Eanes on African Americans' haircuts. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're the you were the only African American on the job. job the time, yeah, that, so, yeah. yeah, you are yeah. you are the expert. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I come up with the standard for what's acceptable as far because then you know the afro was out. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a lot of hair and and putting uh, breathing apparatus on. And you have to pay attention to your hair and everything. Put the uh, program together for that. And also, I worked on a uh, uh, recruitment poster. You ever seen the one where everybody's standing in a line in different? Yeah, yeah. I've got a copy of that somewhere. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. on uh, Facebook. Uh, That's all. I, I think. Yeah, I think we had. You know, there was a female on there. Yeah, that um, some Asians, some African American, male and female. Yeah. I think um, Joy Cult- Chapman was on there. Yeah, culture yeah. diversity. Yep. That's. Yeah. It only, not only culture diversity in Chesterfield Fire Department, but the diversity in jobs in the fire department because everybody had different. Right. Uh, but the dive team, yeah, we, uh, I think MedFlight was around, around there, and Al mm-hmm. Thompson was on there in his flight suit and helmet right. and hazmat and dive team. Yeah, used for recruitment or yeah. recruitment. And, uh, what types of things were you guys were you guys out there in the community outside of the department trying to get people to, to apply? What types of things were you doing back then? Well, yeah, um, doing programs and and uh, recruitment. Now I didn't do a whole lot in the field. It was just special mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And even with the because um, I know they're doing a lot more now. What you probably got somebody assigned specifically for yeah. recruitment. That wasn't, we didn't have that then. And uh, um, so what else did I work on? 
I worked on a lot of stuff. Did you you retire out of prevention or did you go back to the field at some point? I retired out of prevention. And I'll be wondering. What year did you retire? 99. 99. So that's 20, almost 23 years. Yes, that that I've been retired from uh, the fire department. And uh, to my retirement, you know, it uh, just, uh, unfortunately, a lot of us started to, not a lot, but people started to uh, pass whatever reasons, uh, usually medical and stuff like that. And then you would read uh, obituaries, you know, about what they did or was doing in the fire department. And I said, now... I like to know more about people before they die, <laughs> yeah. you know. So that's when I came up with the idea of uh, a legacy logbook. Yep. Let's get this information <clears throat> and house it at the uh, uh, fire museum, which was at was supposed to have been at Company Twelve. But what I understand now that uh, that may not be possible. But in, in talking to um, those people um, with the museum that's taken care of it. And um, David Creasy did one hell of a good job of putting that together. Talking about people I wish I could have on here is Dave Creasy being one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I said, well, let's put up what we call a legacy logbook. And legacy meaning... uh, those give them an opportunity to talk about themselves and read about themselves before you start reading about people in in the obituary. Okay, and uh, what is? Uh, let me get into that. Uh, what is this logbook? Is uh, when a person dies, um, the mark that individual left on the world represent the individual's legacy. Okay. It is about the richness of the individual's life, including what that person accomplished and the impact he or she had on people and places. Ultimately, the story of a person's life reflects individual's legacy. Okay, and this legacy, I'm just going to uh, restrict it to uh, what people did in in the fire department because you have a lot of people. Uh, give an example and and I'll call these names are Rick Butcher Chief Butcher then but as a matter of fact both of us was a uh, um, fireman on truck 27 yeah he was a, he was a truck guy too yeah, yeah a fireman firefighter and uh, and <clears throat> let me back up a little, little bit more the legacy and something else I'm proud of I don't know whether you've seen the picture of um, Brook School Three, but uh, you, out of that school, uh, the Chiefs, okay, Rick Butcher, uh, Paul Mauger, okay. Mauger, I didn't realize Paul was in that that school. Yeah, yeah. he is old, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, I think what's Paul in it? Yeah, and. Uh, so Rick Butcher, Paul, Paul Shorter, uh, that was in that school. Then there was a couple other people that, at the end, end meaning when they retired, they were chief officers, captains, lieutenants, out of that out of that school, and some were uh, aged firefighters, you know. And uh, back to my blog again, yeah, Same that's right it. There. That's it. Yep, shorter. Eldrick. Yep. Yep, came chief of the fire department. And uh, Paul Shorter. And let's see who else. Uh, it's quite a few. That active people in, in the fire department. Yeah, Perry, yeah, Perry, Perry, Hornberg Hornberg being, Perry Hornberg being another one. Talk about, um, you know, we had every quarter the retirees get together for a luncheon. It's always a great time to bump into people you hadn't seen in a while and right. that's where you and I kind of or you were sharing this idea of this right. uh, legacy book with the group there and I went hey you know it's great if it's in a book sitting in a museum someplace but that means you got to go to that museum to look at that book let's put it on the right. web somewhere 
And that's really part of what this podcast is about is to preserve those stories. Obviously, the, mm-hmm. the podcast is captures a bigger audience, a bigger guest uh, base than just Chesterfield. But I, and, you know, sitting there talking with you about it that day and, and thinking, you know, how can we do the legacy logbook physically and let's do a virtual one too and include that on a web page so mm-hmm. that, you know, people who aren't, you know, um, Bruce Simmons, Hank Grotsky, and a bunch of other people, you know, Rick Edinger now live in South Carolina. They're probably not going to come all the way back up here just to go look at the, the, the physical logbook. Let's put that on the web and they can see it. Well, they, they will know where it is. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, um, and, and we would have that information. And uh, the purpose, uh, the documents, the legacy, it documents the legacy and contribution of Chesterfield County Fire and EMS members in good standing. And good standing is uh, either you're retired um, willingly (laughs) or, uh, you know. You weren't asked to leave. You what? Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That'll, That'll work. Uh, and those who have passed or separated or retired from Chesterfield County Fire and EMS. And uh, it says members. And members, because uh, I want to cover everybody that uh, contributed to the success of Chesterfield Fire Department. And, you know, and I told uh, Chief Center, I'd say what we did is made it easy on him, you know, the, the foundation is Absolutely. here. Yeah. <laughs> the foundation Absolutely. is here, you know. And the members, which would be, of course, fire suppression people, EMS, fire prevention investigators, uh, Chesterfield uh, pol- um, police and investigations. That I would consider them as part of the fire department. Yeah, the Duncan you know, Beasley, Beasley and the Ray Ash. Ash and, yeah. yeah. Uh, fire training volunt- and volunteers, they, they also contributed to Chesterfield uh, Fire Department. Uh, fire administration, we couldn't do anything without them. And fire communications, fire maintenance, uh, they didn't keep the units running, you know. And fire logistics, you need clothes to wear and they took care <laughs> That's right. Everybody needs stuff in the firehouse. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, everybody contributed to the mission of the mission and uh, vision of Chesterfield Fire Department. And what the recent one now is the mission of Chesterfield Fire and EMS is to protect life, property, and the environment. And the vision is the vision of Chesterfield Fire Department is to be leaders in providing quality community fire and life safety prevention, fire protection, emergency medical, and emergency management services. And everybody who uh, uh, had been a member of Chesterfield Fire Department met those mission statement and the vision for Chesterfield Fire Department. And the way that, that this all this information that's going to be submitted is uh, it's a documentation can only be submitted about a member in good standing who has passed or separated or retired. So um, just anybody can't do it. You have to be a yeah. member. Had been. Uh, submittal is prepared by a member, spouse, or others of their choosing. You know, some of us uh, fortunately, those have already passed, but if their wives or daughters or sons want to uh, put this information on their father or whatever, they can also oh, that'd do that'd be a good idea, too, yeah, because yeah. now we can capture those stories from the, the people who aren't here with us anymore. Yeah. Right. Good. Right. And submittal can be written in the format of a uh, resume, uh, biography, or, or autobiography, on eight by and a half at Pacific, <laughs> eight, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper written on the front and on the front and back. I have to reduce it because um, <clears throat> some people can go six, seven pages. Oh, yeah. Down. <laughs> <laughs> no novels. No, yeah. Well that's, that, well, that's the idea for the podcast. Let's uh, do a 
couple pages for the website and, right. or the, the, the legacy book, and then uh, let's get down here and talk for an hour and tell me the rest right. of the so, story. So, it was Paul, Har- Paul Harlan. Yeah. So. And uh, let's see, any event of an on-duty or off-duty death, their legacy contribution can be paired by the spouse or others. You know, because um, you probably can't do it, but I can't. But there have been people who have passed off the matter of fact, the captain recently that was killed in a car accident. Jason Weir. Yep. Yeah. Jason Weir. You know, so. Joe, Joe Newsom, you know, Brad McNear, those guys. Right. Yep. We can get that. Yep. And. Uh, Okay, and the legacy is going to be made up items to be logged. Um, what photograph of members in uniform or civilian clothes? Which photo veil? Whatever photograph is available, it can be in uniform because I can't think of taking a picture myself in the fire department uniform other than a group picture. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, or. It, you can take the picture in civilian clothes. That's what I have on mine, yeah. civilian clothes. But I did talk to Captain Pruden, and uh, he uh, <clears throat> is going to work with tech services. If somebody needs a picture taken, get with him, and he will let tech services take the picture. Now, they, he said that we won't be able to print it, Mm-hmm. But if you bring a flash drive or something like that, they'll take the picture and download yeah, it. But give it to you and give it to you. Yeah. Well, I, I, kudos for coming up with the idea because it's a, it's a you know, I, the history and the people who were here before me. I'm you know it's not lost on me that the bedrock that I got to walk on was laid by you and Bobby Eanes and Tunstall to, and all uh, the other names you've mentioned here and uh, capturing who they were and what they did is I think powerful story of the leg the legacy, legacy. that they leave mm-hmm. in so uh, i think I, it's a great idea not only like i say it's, it's people in the fire station but uh administrative training uh logistics uh everybody contributed to the success of chutzfield county fire department yep. that's that's a long list man this could be a this could be a rather thick book before it's over well yeah i hope so and then <clears throat> now i um gave a, long, a list of the members now <clears throat> to help uh, manage that. Uh, there will be a book for, for instance, uh, fire department or fire EMS. Okay, there'll be a book for administration, those people who worked in there. There'll be a book for communications, and there'll be a book for maintenance. There'll be a book for logistics. So you won't end up with a massive book two feet wide, mm-hmm. but but you, it'll be reduced, and and it'll make it easier to find if you know what uh, office where that they worked. where they worked, and you just go go to that book mm-hmm. and, and take it out. Well, hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully, you get this thing off the ground. I know um, this is September of 2023. Right, 50 years ago. Yeah, that I'm one of them. That recruit school number three, <laughs> and uh, I know Perry Hornbarger and a, another group on the, the old Facebook page of uh, Facebook page of CFD mm-hmm. members current and pre- current and past. They're kind of rallying the troops to try to have a uh, reunion mm-hmm. of recruit school three that includes all those names that you mentioned and a bunch more. So right. I've already talked to Perry and said, "Hey, man, can I come and bring a microphone?" And he goes, "Absolutely." So uh, oh, that'd be good. So I'll bring the I'll bring the big microphone and we can sit around a table and I can just capture some of those stories from that that crew, which I'm sure they're they're going to be long. Now, do you want to know the the legal stories or? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had this conversation yeah, before we hit record, record here that. Uh, <laughs> I'll record them all. Oh, okay, but you can. And that, that, that episode with the retired 211 years of experience that I've recorded with those guys down in Florida earlier this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, three hours of recording, and I got about an hour and a half that could be public. So, <laughs> so I, I, I at least understand there may be some of those stories that I'll just keep on the on the digital recording, and that way when everybody's no longer here, yeah. nobody can get in trouble for it. Maybe we'll release it one day. But uh, there are some fantastic That's stories totally. from, from that crew, and I'm sure – when that group from Recruit School Three gets together, there's going to be some even better stories told amongst that crew because they they're the they are oh, truly the legacy that uh, you know. Heck, mo- 
all, I'd say all of them have been retired in the 20-year range. Some of exactly. them are no longer with us anymore. A couple right. of them became fire chief. True. A lot yeah. of others became chief officers and deputy chiefs, and so uh, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting conversation, to say, to say the least. Well, as far as when I retired, I've moved around quite a bit as far as job. I, I couldn't and don't sit at home and do nothing. And you know, I've been to my faculty for about a year. I was a fire safety officer at Virginia State University. Mm-hmm. Did Using that some of that experience. experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, for my church, for a $5 million structure, I was a project manager. Some more, of that, some more of that experience working in fire life safety. Exactly. And now, and I am a, um, what do you call it, activity school bus driver. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I thought that you to, told me one time you were doing a school bus game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. and, and if you notice, it, it's... As long as I can say, and, and I've only had one job after I retired that I couldn't do this with, what was that, Virginia State? I think that's why I left. But uh, no, I can't do it today. Okay, no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't yeah. do that at Virginia State, but uh, the activity school bus driving and the uh, project manager, stuff like that, uh, I have to stay flexible with my time a little bit more on your own schedule, schedule. you, you yeah. are retired <laughs> yeah, there's part of that right so. i want stuff to do but it has to be on my time i have to be able to to say no and, and no hard feelings that's right well yeah. hey if you can get those kind of gigs that's better because mm-hmm. what i've got now i can't really do that with yet so oh not yet, <laughs> not yet. so <laughs> we'll see how that goes in the next couple of years for sure okay so. Let's uh, let's bring this plane in for a landing. Anything else you want to share about your career or uh, any any big incidents you went on uh, in when you were in the field that um, kind of stick out as a remembrance of uh, glad well, you were there or wish you hadn't seen that kind of stuff. No, well, in uh, Old Buckingham Station is that what you're talking about? Oh, was that the first one? I didn't. I didn't. Oh know no, that. there's a lot of big rolling wood apartments. Yep. Uh, Virginia State University. Uh, that was uh, most. That was investigation. <clears throat> um, we had a uh, motel fire down at Woods Edge Road in '95. That th- that was one of those trips. Oh, we took on 27 uh, <laughs> from, 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 from the Mechanics, to, uh, Manchester to, to yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, gas on the way home. <laughs> true, true, and. Uh, I don't know the uh, little oil fire. That was in the city. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. I was not in the business then, but I can remember it as a kid oh, yeah. growing up. Well, Lightning I, strike hit an oil tank off. Uh, yeah, uh, right on ninety five, and uh, uh, I didn't go, but I was working that day and wanted to go, and and that was serious because they were reco- the people who they wanted to go. Uh, they requested any person that's not married. Yeah. They thought it was going to be that bad. That bad. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. And that didn't go on this one, but uh, I was around for it. It was the uh, 14th Street Bridge in D.C. where the plane hit, and uh, air utilities went on yeah. that one. I think the dive yeah. team went up there, too. Yeah, right? the dive yeah. team. Yeah. 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 Was the dive team at – was that – when dive team was at number two because they were at number two for a long time before they went to 14. Uh, let's see. Before 14 opened, if I remember right. They Yeah, they were there at company two wow. and uh, had them in the air utility went on that one. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's about it for right now. Oh, cool. But uh, Well, um, I'll reemphasize this uh, legacy logbook. I think it uh, people will appreciate it. Yeah. Well, anybody, any of those Chesterfield retirees out there, you can get in touch with me, and I can cook, hook you up with Roland, and uh, we can start going from there. And, um, and, and, and hopefully by the time this airs, I'll have the website up and running. Because okay. I, I know I've got your bio, your, right. your logbook book entry. entry. Okay. Um, I've, I've already talked to a couple other people that I know that I'm close with saying, hey, Roland's doing this project. We need to get yours written up and – We'll get that too. So we'll hopefully have some a few of those up on right. our web page before. And 
my goal is to have if if we get that on the web page and there's Roland Stokes's bio, have a link to this podcast. So if anybody wants to know more about what what your career was like, here's a here's well, almost an hour's worth of conversation about what what you did. I don't mind if I can give my email address, phone number. Yep. Okay, that'll be uh, R Stokes. 48 at gmail.com and my cell phone number 804-398-0593. Give me a call and any questions about it. And I want to make this as easy as possible. I've already been suggested that, uh, hey, don't make it too complicated. Yeah. You know, it's a no. Yeah, but, I'll, I'll offer any, any help I yeah. can give you to get that taken care of because yeah. you know, I'm a firm believer that we need to document this history better, yeah. well, and, yeah. uh, and that, you know, what you're doing with the, the Legacy Law Book is part of that for sure. Any, All right. uh, anything else to share? Um, let's get it done. There you go. That's about it. Well, uh, Lieutenant, retired Lieutenant Roland D. Stokes, uh, the first uh, African-American hired by Chesterfield Fire and EMS, thanks for your, your um, leading the way back in the right. early 70s and your service in the Air Force and uh, laying the groundwork for me and all the rest of us that came after you. I was there during, was it? during it, but uh, I, came, I consider myself coming after you as well. So uh, thanks for being there. I appreciate your service. Thank you for this opportunity. Thanks again to everybody for listening. If you'd like to provide any comments or feedback, Please do so to the email address, firehouselogbook at gmail.com. And make sure you follow along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well.